All information contained in this podcast is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. You should consider the appropriateness of this information with regards to your individual objectives, financial situation, and needs. Welcome to Sharing More Than The Sheets, a podcast to help you and your partner make better financial and lifestyle decisions so that you can both focus on the things that you love. I'm your host, Michael Curry, financial planner, green thumb, husband, and just dad. This episode is part of a series where I interview experts on various areas around mental health. If you or someone you know is in crisis and needs help now, call 000 Lifeline on 13 11 14 or Beyond Blue on 1300 22 46 36 anytime for support and advice. Many people have experienced anxiety or know someone very close to them that has. Yet, we all have different types of experiences or different perceptions on what anxiety is. Today, I've invited Tanya Harding, a counsellor, to join us on this podcast episode to talk about anxiety. Tanya, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Michael, and thank you so much for having me. It's, um, it's, it's such a um, – would I be right in saying that? It's such a – it's such a common thing these days. Like I think last time I looked at the stats, it was something like one in five people will experience anxiety in their life or one in three women and one in five men, I think it was. Yeah, that's, that's right, Michael. And um, it is actually a very big problem in today's time, especially the modern ages, um, you know, along with depression. Um, the thing about anxiety, like any other feelings is um, we actually experience emotions and feelings to protect us. So basically if you are fearful or something, if somebody breaks into your house, um, you get scared. So you get that fight or flight reaction. And that's a protective thing to keep ourselves safe. And it's the same with anxiety. If you have, um, if you've got a race that you're going to run or an exam that you're going to write, that anxiety that you feel is actually activating your brain and making you more aware of what's going on around you. So anxiety isn't necessarily always a bad thing. You know, we actually need anxiety to get through certain situations. The problem with anxiety, though, is as soon as anxiety starts interfering with your daily life, where it's, I always look at anxiety as being separate to ourselves. So if you can, um, when I'm doing a counseling session um, with a client that has anxiety, I'll always say, you know, give that anxiety a name you know, put it aside and don't let it control you. You've got to learn to control your anxiety. So yes, anxiety is a, is a worldwide problem. It is, um, you know, it's, it's a really big problem. Um, as I said, in modern days, um, I think because generally we live such fast stressed lives, you know, there's, there's, there's so much going on in, in today's world, uh, with technology, everything. So, so much faster, you know, we've got to fit so much more in, in a day, in our working day, um, you know, a family, um, I think, you know, with education, all that stuff, it puts a lot of pressure on a person and that, that creates anxiety. Anxiety is, um, you know, it's, it's almost like a byproduct of worry. You know, you always, even if you're not realizing that you are a very stressed, worried person, it does come out in anxiety. Um, okay. talking, talking about anxiety too, you know, everybody, um, when you use the term anxiety, it's, it's, it's actually a term that encompasses so many different forms. You know, the anxiety isn't just a single um, stress factor or a, a single a symptom. 
it, it actually can vary in different ways and it can be caused by different things. So um, some of the things I'm quickly going to cover, um, general things, we've got um, exhaustion. You know, if you're tired, you feel snappy, you feel, um, you know, irritable, you feel that that's anxiety, That that's, that's your anxiety coming up from lack of sleep, you know, being tired, um, your body not being able to function as it should because of exhaustion. Um, it can be from, um, you know, stress, study, work, you know, being out of work, you know, that can also cause anxiety, money problems, um, isolation being lonely, you know, that, that can cause anxiety. Obviously, then we've got the, the, the deeper ones such as, you know, you're losing a loved one or being in a traumatic situation or event. Um, you know, bullying these days is quite a big, big one. You know, it's, it's, it seems to be um, with, with technology and social media and so on, you know, bullying can be a very bad, especially for younger kids, um, teenagers, you know, that can cause them a lot of anxiety. Um, then, of course, we've got the racism, things like that, that um, um, can happen in a person's person's life. And this all causes anxiety. It's, it's, it's interesting that you say that it's, um, you know, like some of the things you're mentioning um, are, you know, to, to most people that experience, you know, isolation or being tired or being stressed or, um, or even bullying, to, to most people, unfortunately, a lot of that's just normal. And... I can really see something like anxiety creeping up as well um, because somebody, for example, um, you know, might be just used to being tired all the time and stressed all the time and um, think it's it just becomes normal, if that makes sense. Like they just normalize it in their life. And, um, and from there, I can see anxiety being something that sort of creeps up where they don't even realize that they're experiencing it. Would that be right? That's 100% correct, yes, that's 100% correct. And as I said, we all live with anxiety in our lives um, yeah, every day to a, a major or lesser scale. We might even not we might not even know it's there. I mean, we might have, um, uh, say, uh, uh, let me think of a good example. Say um, your phone's ringing and, um, you know, you've quickly got to work on a particular thing, so you've got to rush to get over your phone before it stops. That's anxiety. And that's such a simple, basic thing. Mm. So every single day we do live with anxiety. The, the the trick with anxiety is that it doesn't control you, but that you control it. And also that the anxiety doesn't get to that degree um, that it's affecting your daily living. Yes. And I like that you mentioned human, you know, not, not you didn't say the word humanizing, but that's what I think when you say give it a name, but g- giving anxiety a name or giving it an object, you know, not giving it an object, like making it into an object or making it into something probably a bit more mentally tangible. I mean, if that's even a word. That's correct. But- that's correct. Yeah, because, because it's not making anxiety. Anxiety is not ruling you. you you're ruling the anxiety. You're yes. controlling that anxiety. The anxiety is, you know, is, is there. It is part of you, but it's not, you know, it's not controlling you. Yes. And what are some types of anxiety? And uh, and I know that this is something that you can get into for hours, but if you could just generally touch on the different types of anxiety, because I know there are different types. Well, there's many, many diagnoses of extreme anxiety. Um, you know, there's um, panic disorder. Um, so panic disorder is um, when you experience um, intense recurring, like, panic attacks. And at unexpected times, you know, it just creeps up on you. So it's not necessarily triggered by anything, 
it could be triggered by many things over an extended period of time. But it's a panic attack that you have unexpectedly and consistently. I mean, that, that's, that's intense, you know, that, that's your heartbeat, you sweat, you, um, some people blank out, you know, they can't see, they can't hear. And it's unexpected. So it could happen anywhere. They could be sitting at work. They could be just at home. They could be sleeping even, you know, and they have this, this panic attack. That's quite an extreme form, um, of anxiety. Then, of course, um, all your phobias, you know, all your phobias, arachnophobia, whatever phobia you might have, fear of heights, that is all related to anxiety as well. And that makes sense. And that makes sense when you talk about the heart beating and feeling stressed and, you know, it just the, the emotions that come with, um, you know, someone that's scared of heights, for example, or scared of spiders or, um, and, and even th- there's a point where, um, like even if somebody's scared of, I don't know, say ants, for example, or even spiders, you know, if that person's constantly spending their lives looking around the room, always worried about a spider coming up to them or an ant or something like that, um, you know, that's, yeah, it's, I've never thought of it as being a form of anxiety. Yeah. Yep. Phobias are definitely anxiety. And um, one of um, another, um, obviously I was doing some um, research and things a couple of years ago and um, one of the, um, the speakers at this um, development webinar said that anxiety, when you have a panic attack or anxiety or extreme fear, it feels like, you know, when you're driving down a road and you, you're almost in a car accident, but you're kind of not that mm. you know you start shaking and you get a fright and that's they try to explain it that that is what anxiety feels like you know that almost been and they specifically use the car accident so you you know if someone swerves in front of you and you almost hit them it's, it's like the anticipation of something happening exactly exactly yeah. um then we've also just to mention a few more we've got social anxiety disorder um this is really hard because as humans we are social beings we are just born as social beings so you know that's 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 a really tough one because you know the world is social um you know humans are social and if you've got social anxiety it makes it really really hard um to interact with the rest of the world the community you know go to the shops um drop the kids off at any anything social that's slightly sociable is it's very fearful for you and it's very scary and it's not nice for that person it's really a fear of being judged by others. Um, we've also got comp- obsessive compulsive disorder, and you wouldn't think this, but that is also a form of an anxiety disorder. We've got separation anxiety disorder, you know, a fear of being away from home. Um, we, it, there's an anxiety disorder, you know, illness disorder, where you're scared of getting sick all the time. You know, you're always going to the doctor. It's like a real fear. Uh, post-traumatic stress disorder is uh, part of an anxiety so yeah, there's many different there's many different forms um, of anxiety, extreme forms that can take place uh, where a person can actually get diagnosed for, and um, you know you'll have to seek treatment for that because that is impacting on your everyday living. And you've mentioned some of the symptoms already, um, but can you maybe highlight um, uh, some more symptoms that you know, or some signs that somebody could potentially have anxiety? Um, because because uh, again, like it's it's it is one of those things that as I said, seems to creep up on people. Some people won't even realize that they have it. Um, And you talked about like having a racing heart or you mentioned, you know, somebody just feeling a particular way, not knowing why they feel like that. 
But what would you say are some of the main signs that someone can watch out for? Um, well, you know, obviously um, fatigue, you know, um, you can have, um, you know, really fast heart, feels like your heart's beating up your chest. You know, um, you can start shaking, um, you can get sweats, um, fear. That fear anxiety is always linked together. Um, shortness of breath, nausea, um, numbness or tickling in your hands and feet. You know, so those are just a few of the um, symptoms and signs. Irritability, you know, irritability. Sometimes anxiety can be linked to, it can portray itself in physical you know, so if you get unexplained aches and pains and they become quite common with before you have an anxiety attack or before you feel anxious, you can actually link that and know, okay, hang on, I'm starting to get anxiety. I might have a panic attack. You know, everybody's different and everybody displays different symptoms, but those are just some of the common symptoms um, of anxiety. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a free 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au. And another one as well is, um, and this is just from uh, personal experience, actually, um, from you know a friend of mine. But um, even avoiding like social situations, if somebody likes, you know, they're, they're constantly avoiding social situations because it makes them feel anxious. Yes, yes, and that would be that social anxiety that I mentioned earlier. Yes, you yes, know, yes, that, yes. That fear of being judged, that, um, you know, just fear of social. And you mentioned treatment earlier. So can you maybe um, highlight some of the areas of treatment or some of the options of treatment um, for Okay, it? well, there's some great treatment. First of all, I think it's good to know when you actually need to um, – obviously, there is treatment. General anxiety is quite easy. You know, if you go and speak to somebody – um, a counsellor or a, um, a therapist, um, you know, it's a basic anxiety that's just getting a little bit away from you, that's a great option. Um, just talking about it and just learning about yourself, you know. Um, when, when that anxiety actually starts interfering with relationships and um, your work, you know, it's and the fear and worry gets out of control or you're starting to realise, hang on, you know, I'm feeling a little bit depressed now. Um, or I'm feeling too down or even suicidal or, um, you know, as I said, anxiety can cause physical health problems too. You know, you start abusing um, drugs and alcohol, you know. Um, those are all really big signs that you need some, you know, serious help. I would suggest, um, you know, a GP referral because obviously if there's a secondary symptom such as depression or um, you know, they can give you antidepressants. There are anti-anxiety tablet, you know, prescriptions that you can get. And this is extreme cases, you know. Um, but as I said, the milder cases, counselling, psychotherapy, um, that, that should work perfectly fine. Um, extreme cases, that along with more medical treatment um, would definitely um, need to be sought by the person who's struggling with this extreme anxiety yes. I, uh, and, and, and talking about um, a very good um, exercise actually that um, you know I, while I many years when I was studying and things I um, came across this um, exercise which I actually you know try and teach my clients um, that come to me with anxiety and when they're in a situation where they actually you know they can feel that little bit of sweating coming on they can feel maybe you know, their face getting warmer, their heart beating faster. Um, you know, they, they're thinking like they actually, the anxiety is building up. Um, 
a very good one is to get your senses working. So basically, I always say to them, in that situation, focus on one object. It could be a tree. It could be a painting. Focus on that object for 15, 20 seconds. So that's your sight. That's your visual. And then touch something, hold something, feel something, preferably something a little bit more sensory, you know, and that's your sense of touch. So you're visualizing one thing, you're touching one thing, and then think of a a positive thought, you know, just think of something positive because what you're doing is you're actually reprogramming or you're stopping your brain from getting into that kind of frenzied state. So you're actually soothing it by visualizing, just focusing on one thing that feeling something, thinking on that of that touch and then thinking of a positive thought, happy memory, you know, and that should, that just tells you, it takes your brain away from that um, state of anxiety building up, which it's, and it, and it works pretty well, you know, if you do it early enough. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds so practical. And, and Tanya, I'll probably beat you to this, but I think the main message in this is to seek professional advice um, because everyone's situation is different um, and, speaking to a qualified counsellor um, and speaking to your GP and somebody that's, you know, licensed and qualified to, to give you advice on these things um, is, I, I would say, is key. Um, and what are some other practical tips um, that people can utilise when they feel like they're, they're feeling anxious? You know, it's just some, some other strategies. Well, as I said, I think one of the most important things is to know um, your anxiety, know your own body, know your own um, emotions. Basically, if you do that, you will realize and you'll be aware of when your anxiety is flaring up, so to say. You know, you get to know yourself, your anxiety. You know, we spoke about putting anxiety in front of you, giving it a name. You know, you get to know that and you know when that anxiety is going to start affecting you. Um, another good way is um, plan planning you know, uh, make sure you know what's going to happen if you've got social anxiety and you've got to um, go to a social event, you know, plan for that. Make sure you're ready. Make sure you, um, you know, do all your things that you need to do to be able to cope with the situation that you know you can't cope in. Um, another very good strategy um, for when you feel like you're getting anxiety is um, muscle relaxation exercises. You know, I mean, if, if you Google muscle relaxation exercises, there's heaps of them out there and they all work. Um, it's the same as the breathing. You know, you t- take big, strong breaths through your nose, hold it for five or ten seconds, you know, let it out through your mouth slowly. You know, if you do that ten times, that will also start calming down that anxiety that's brewing. You know, self-educate yourself. You know, know what's happening in your body, you know. Um and as I said, a very, very important thing is, you know, seek help. There is so much help out there. You know, there is, there's counsellors, you know, there's psychologists, there's, um, you know, GPs, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of strategies you can put in place and utilise, you know, to help you um, work through and deal with and live with your anxiety if you have to, you know, but that it's not interfering with your um, everyday life. So that would that would be my suggestions, um, you know. And love yourself. Be kind to yourself. Positive thinking. Everybody's amazing. So we've always got to remember that. And that's again not letting that anxiety control us or tell us who we are. And you know what, Tanya? I think of all the things you mentioned, I think that last one. And again, I'm not a counselor for the record, but I think that last one that you mentioned, being kind to yourself, 
that whole self-care thing is probably one of the most important ones because if we look after ourselves, which means, you know, not overworking ourselves, um, staying physically healthy, having our own time, socializing with people, um, looking out for the signs. You know, if somebody has a child or a pet and that child or pet is starting to show signs of sickness, they they treat it. You know, they take the child to a doctor or they quickly take their pet to a, to a vet and they'll they'll take a day off work just to take their pet, you know, their dog or cat to the vet if their dog or cat is really sick. But most people when they're sick or when they have these symptoms, similar symptoms, they just ignore it and they just keep working. Um, you know, and I feel like if more of us were kind to ourselves and, you know, that the whole self-care thing, which has become, you know, so prominent over the last five or six years, I, I hear more, more and more people talking about it. If, if we cared about these things, sorry, if we focused on these things more, which is easier said than done, I do understand that because yeah, all of that, us. That, that's correct. We are our own hardest critics. So yes. at the end of the day, so self-care, self-love, just, you know, that's. It that, makes such a difference. Yeah. That will get a person. Yes. Yes. And also, um, yeah, on the breathing thing, um, there's there's a strategy that I heard years ago about breathing, and it's it's I think they, I'm not sure if it's if this is what it's called or if this is just what the person called, it, but it's resetting the breathing system, where basically you empty your lungs of air, you breathe in quietly through your nose for four seconds, um, hold your breath for seven seconds, and then you exhale for eight seconds. Yes, and that's that's when I was talking about with um. You know, if you feel that coming on, you know, and breathe deep in through your nose, hold it in for five to ten seconds, and then slowly out through your mouth. You know, and if you do that um, five, ten, whatever uh, amount of times, you'll actually start feeling yourself calming down. So that is a very, very good exercise and strategy to use when you are starting to feel you're getting anxious. Yes, yes, because because when you get anxious, normally um, the first thing you sort of feel is normally breathing, isn't it? Like, well, not the first, but one of the main things is breathing. Like, you feel short of breath, and you don't know how to stop that cycle of just breathing in and out really fast. That's correct. That's correct. And if you don't control that breathing, it can turn into like a panic attack. You know, because with your breathing increasing, your heart rate's increasing, everything's increasing, and it's just making it worse. Yeah, no, I, I like that, and I like that you've shared. You know, these, you know some practical examples and um and i just love that you said just if, if you know if you give anxiety a name give it something it just it makes sense it just makes sense because instead of you know, when you when you feel comfortable with what you're dealing with or you know what it is or you have a better understanding of it it's easier to deal with it that's exactly right and key is not to let anxiety control your life but that you control your anxiety and also, I mean, just to relate this to financial planning for a second, because this is the first thing that comes to mind when I think of anxiety is a lot of people have money anxiety. And even just thinking about money gives them anxiety. And normally that comes down to the relationship that they have with money and their understanding of money. And I find that clients of mine, when they start understanding money more and they know what it is or they know how it works and um, they have a strategy and they, they know what's going on, they suddenly start feeling less anxious about money. Whereas those that put their head in the sand and don't really understand their money and don't know why things are doing what they're doing, um, they're the ones that yeah tend to get anxious because they don't understand it. Yeah, that's that's hundred percent. You're hundred percent right. And also, as I said, counselling counselling is an amazing, amazing tool to use. You know, for any aspect, um, any difficulty, any issue that you are dealing with in your life, um, you know, because you're telling your story. Um, you're externalizing your problems, you know, and you're getting strategies and tools in place 
to empower yourself to be able to work through those difficulties. You know, I mean, there's financial counsellors out there too. There's counsellors for every, uh, you know, a lot of different situations. So I would definitely suggest utilising them. Yeah. And, uh, and Tanya, thank you so much for your time. Um, it's been such an insightful episode and it's, you know, and I think this is something that a lot of people will probably either keep in their toolkit or share it with a friend or family member that they think it's going to help. Uh, I like to finish my episodes off with a dad joke. Um, <laughs> you know, they say laughing, laughter is one of the best medicines, but um, so why can't a leopard hide? <laughs> I don't know. Because he's always spotted. <laughs> That is a dead joke. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's, I know, I know. I'm not over it yet. This, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're over a hundred episodes at the moment, and I'm still popping out the dad jokes. So it's, it's I did, <laughs> they're so good, though. I didn't expect it they to do last more than up a person's day. They do, they do, and I didn't expect the dad jokes to last more than ten episodes. To be honest with you, so it's. <laughs> Still going strong. But Tanya, again, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it so much. And um, and again, I'm sure this episode is going to help so much people when they're starting to feel these symptoms and they want, yes. they want to seek help. It's only my pleasure. It was wonderful um, sharing sharing knowledge and, you know, just um, – and as I said, just love yourselves. You know, we've got to love ourselves and, um, you know, there's so much help out there. Utilise it. That's it. We should never forget that. Yes. Exactly. Thank you. Okay, Michael. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on Sharing More Than The Sheets. Please make sure you subscribe to be updated with future episode releases and feel free to share this episode with any friends or family that you think it might benefit. Please visit us at sharingmorethanthesheets.com.au to submit questions or requests for future podcast topics. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au.